Hello, it's Andrew May, and welcome to the Performance Intelligence Podcast, Bite Size Edition. This is where we take a clip from a previous podcast and amplify it for you in a snack-sized format. Now, I think I'm going to say something a little bit controversial here, but I think busyness is a choice. Ooh, I love controversy. Explain. I think it's because, like, as a society, we value being productive, and often when we ask people, how's your day? What's the first thing people say? I'm busy. And why do they say that? It's a default. Well, you know the game that I used to play at KPMG in the lift. Like, how are you? Are you busy? No. And people would twitch. How are you going? Oh, yeah, really busy. And they go, Andrea, you're not busy. No, I'm productive. You know, doing some really good work. I'd, I'd do it just to be a bit of a smart aleph. But people would start to like look at you because it is just the default. And it's a bad answer. Mm. I think people would say it because it's seen as though they're very valued, that they are really important. So... We always say this, that business is shouldn't be worn as a badge of honour, which at, in our society it often is, and it's like we re, we should be rewarded. There's some, some sort of mechanism where people think that because I'm busy, therefore I'm valued, therefore I'm a productive member of society. But what we're trying to say here is that just because you're busy doesn't mean you're productive. Mm. Be effective. Be yeah, knocking the lights out in little bits of peri- in little bits of work, and then have lots of recovery. But even as I say that, there's a grind because I know in enterprise, in big business, if you started talking like that, everyone's going to think you're crazy. I used to do it at KPMG just to stir people, but I think there needs to be a massive cultural shift on this. And one of the open loops that we we still got from the start, Ange is with COVID has accelerated this. So you said, why are we all so busy? Well, pre in Australia, Monday, 16th of March, 2020, I think we had more of a natural work, recover, work, recover, because most people would go to work. Yeah, then we shifted to WFH, and then we're just on Teams or we're on Zoom from first thing in the morning to late at night. Now we're getting back into this hybrid phase where most companies are saying, come back into the office two or three days a week, work from home a couple of days, and then you might be on a client side or a hybrid mix. But there's no rule book for this. I think it's exciting. But the, the rule book is not going back to what it was. The rule book needs to be what it's going to become. And companies have an opportunity, I, I reckon in the next six months, and then it's closed, because it's still new. And the opportunity in the next six months is to totally redefine what it means to be productive in organizations. And some of the companies we work with who are doing this well, they'll come into the office and COVID guidelines, because we've got another outbreak, so we've always got this in the back of our minds, but they'll come into the office and they will connect, they'll communicate. I think what a lot of us have really missed working from home is just that camaraderie. Now, people used to think we had to have meetings and, and, and be live. No, we can do that on, on Teams and technology. But you get that social glue by coming together. And then the companies I think that are doing this well is then they build in time, but permission, then at home, do some deep work. Yeah, and, and don't just spend all day at home from meeting to the meeting to the meeting to the meeting. And when you get that rhythm right between connection and then getting off the grid for knowledge workers and doing some work, you're just so much more productive. And what I'm hearing also is to not to take that control and be accountable for yourself because often people would try to put in time to do that deep work but then something else comes along in a meeting and then that's one of the first things that 
disappears or goes away. How do you ensure that you put in that discipline to protect that time? What are your what are some of your strategies? Because you're really busy and there's often a lot of demands on your times, Andrew, but you're, you, you fiercely protect your deep focus time. Yeah, I do. And I've been doing this and sharpening this for years. So what I do may not be available for everyone. But if, I mentioned before, when I write a book, I get off the grid. I'll go down to Jeroa for a week or five days and I just, I get excited even when I think about it. I've got my next block, writing block coming up in about three weeks. So I will just carve out that time. And Todd, my EA, knows this. Ideally, no meetings. So we try and really stack the week before. And I'll just free up as much space as I possibly can. Now, that, that's extreme for a lot of people who are employed uh, in a job. You can't just say, hey, I'm, I'm off the grid for might a week. might be a CLM. It might be a career-limiting move, yeah. But if I come down a, a step from that, in a busy week where we're working with clients and doing sales and I'm doing mental skills and presenting and I've got four kids and keeping all that going, I just live by my better week. And even in a really busy weekend, if I can just get two or three hours of deep work in around all the delivery, I know I'm going to be okay. And what, what I know, the busier I am, the more I need some of that downtime because it just helps me reflect and catch up. And then when I, I go to events, when I've done the planning, I, I feel in control and I feel ahead of the conversation. When I don't build in some downtime, and this has happened sometimes in October and February when I don't build this in, because that's a busy keynote season. But Todd now knows it to, to remind me to do it. If I'm just go, 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 I, I really do get caught up on that business trap and I'm talking about getting off it. So I've just got to practice all the basics that we're talking about today. Hi, it's Andrew, and thanks for listening to this bite-sized edition of the Performance Intelligence Podcast. If you like this episode and would like to hear more, you can find the Performance Intelligence Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. You can listen to High Performer Series, where I sit down with a leader in sport, business, entertainment, the arts, multiple domains, and look at the factors that has helped make them successful. There's the Science Of, where we explore a topic and go deep with some of the world's leading experts. And Performer Spotlight, which is a case study with an individual. It could be a small team or it could be a large organization on what they have done to achieve performance intelligence. And if you would like to support the podcast, please make sure to subscribe to get the latest episodes as soon as they come out and leave a comment and rating as we really do appreciate the feedback.